Hello, and welcome to another episode of All of Them Witches. I'm your host, Marcus, here yet again to chat about horror movies. So, it's been a while since I recorded one of these. I did not do another one of those, like, mass recording sprees. Um, so, since it's been, like, two weeks since I watched The Green Room, I have watched a good number of other films, some horror, some not. So, first I watched The Love Witch. I'm not sure how I feel about that movie overall, but I really liked the aesthetic, the design sort of dreamy nature of that film. Um, Then I watched Host, which this episode is about, so we'll talk about that soon. I watched Rock Hudson's Home Movies on Canopy. Uh, Just curious, I really actually didn't like that either. Um, It feels like something that would be on just like a YouTube video where someone is like, look at all these scenes from Rock Hudson films, and I'm going to cut them in such a way that it really looks like they are saying something that maybe they're not saying. So anyway, I didn't really love that, but whatever. And I got on this like action movie spree, very brief spree, which was kicked off by watching Mission Impossible Fallout. I have never seen any Mission Impossible films before. It's my first one. I really, really, really liked it. So I was like, I need to watch more action. So then I watched Independence Day, uh, which I had never seen before. Uh, That was a good, entertaining time. And then I fell off that sort of uh, Hollywood action film mood very quickly. So I stopped and I was like, well, what if I just watch movies from 1990? Which I'm still interested in, but I'm not doing really actively. Uh, The one movie from that that I did do was I watched the TV film Heat Wave, which is quite good. Um, Sort of about the Watts riots in Los Angeles in the late 60s. Um, Very upsetting film for multiple reasons. One, that it's just like, this just keeps happening. You know, uh, police violence, racial, race-based violence, et cetera, et cetera, just continues to happen again and again in history. We never learn, clearly. Um, After that total right turn, I watched Smart House with my free trial of Disney+. Plus. Um, I watched that. I like Disney movies, Disney original, uh, Disney Channel movies quite a bit from that era, like of late 1990s to early 2000s, because that's when I was watching Disney Channel. And Smart House was a movie I did enjoy, but I haven't watched it at all since then, of course. The reason I decided to t- suddenly watch it was because um, this video game website I follow, GiantBomb.com, they do a series called Film in 40s, which is sort of where they talk over movies, just like, you know, like, is common with many other things where you can get commentaries or, like, fun commentaries where it's not really about the movie, just people enjoying the movie or chatting about it. So they did a commentary on that, and so I watched it, and it was fun. After that, I recently just watched The Lighthouse, and I thought that was a pretty good movie, too. I didn't know what to expect, but I quite liked it in the end. I liked the homoerotic tension. Um, and then after that, I watched American Beauty. I've seen that before. Really hated it. Like, so much. So I'm, I get that it's satire, but it just really did not land at all with me in 2020. I don't know what things were like in 1999. You know, as an adult, I don't, re- you know, I was an adult yet. I don't remember what other types of media necessarily was happening at that time, what stories are being told. But I don't think this movie is smart at all. Uh, It's childish. It's cartoonish. I understand it's satire, but I just did not care for it. One bit, there's the whole stupid 
moment where the teen is showing a video of a paper, uh, not a paper bag, of a plastic bag floating around in the wind, and it's so deep and amazing, and like it means something. But no, of course, you know, it that's just like teens being stupid, basically, is what that is. Um, you know, teens who think they're so smart and like amazing. It's just totally, but upon reflection, it's completely idiotic. It would be fine if that sort of whole spiel was contained to that one teen character saying it to his like girlfriend. But then it's brought back at wraparound for the end of the movie with our 42-year-old protagonist saying it basically as if it's the most meaningful thing that has ever existed. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. I do not care about you, you freaking pedophile. You know, why were you redeemed in the... I hate this movie. I don't don't like it. So, but this is not the American Beauty episode. This is the host episodes. Okay, let's get into host. Okay, get into host. Host is a film from 2020 that was released exclusively on Shudder. Love that, that he got the exclusive there. And uh, I'm going to play the trailer and we can talk about it. Hi guys. Hey, Gina. Caroline. Hi, Teddy. Let's do a shot after us. Okay, everyone, get in. Three, two, one. Have you ever done anything like this before? I've never done this over Zoom. Obviously, we're not physically together, but there's no reason why Spirit can't communicate over the internet. Nothing's going to happen. Visualize us sitting in a circle. Spirit, we invite you to use us to pass on any communication. Is there anyone there? Please come forth. What was that? Amy, was that you? I heard it. I I heard something. I think there's something here. Did you say that? (laughs) Emma, not funny. We've connected with something. We gotta keep going. We gotta talk to it. This is not good. I told you not to disrespect the spirits. It could be something demonic. Hey, this is all you want. Not my fault. This is your fault. Emma, turn the filters off. Come on. All right, so Host is a film that takes place entirely on Zoom, the video application, and also was basically filmed entirely this year uh, during quarantine. So the you know being such a recent release, it is about that in some sense. You know, the reason that these characters are all having a Zoom call is because they're all stuck in quarantine and they're friends and they want to hang out and have a good time, you know, but they can't. So they're going to do it online via Zoom. The thing that's going to be immediate when people notice, uh, start watching this movie is that the entire thing takes place uh, sort of as a screen recording of one of the characters' screens. So that is basically, you're never going to see any other perspective 
aside from basically seeing exactly a screen and that's it. Of course, we know that this has been done before in Unfriended, which I quite liked. So I was very much excited for that because I like this type of concept. I want more of it. So yes. Basically, everyone is getting together in a Zoom call. And the reason for this is because they're all planning to meet up, so, you know, drink on the call, as well as have some sort of fancy seance thing. And this seems like this was decided by Haley, who is friends with this woman, Salen, who does the seance stuff, and decided, hey, let's get all our friends to do it. Uh, some of the friends are seem like they're interested in this. Some of them seem very scared of it. So they think it's, you know, true, but are afraid. And some get, don't care at all. They think it's so silly. They cannot take it seriously one bit. So there's a group of friends. They're all doing their own thing. You know, they've all got stuff going on in their homes. Um, so, for example, like, um, there's this guy, Ted. He's sort of at some sort of, looks like, I don't know, beach house or something with his girlfriend. There's this girl, Radina, who is hanging with her short-term boyfriend, they decide to live together during quarantine. That seems like a terrible idea. I'm sure many people have done it. But wow, what a way to like really hate someone immediately, I'm sure, <laughs> to be stuck with them, unable to do things that are fun, able to go out, able to do things that might, you know, make it so you don't realize all the incompatibilities you have with someone. Uh, but hey, whatever. So they get in the call and they're having fun. And then they uh, add in Salen, who is the spiritualist woman. And she is saying that for whatever reason, when you, if you're doing the seance thing on a Zoom call, you are less protected than you would be in real life in a circle holding hands. So she gives them sort of this like explanation of how to get out is sort of to envision yourself like a tether and to cut a tether. And then you'll be free from that, I guess, danger. But while they're going to start doing this, Teddy gets logged out by his girlfriend. So he's gone. Now it's just all the ladies together in the call. And there's, you know, false starts where Salen is just, uh, she hears a doorbell or something. So she goes and leaves the camera and people are like, it's taking a long time to get back. You know, stuff like that. Um, there's this girl, Gemma, who says that she feels something on her neck. She's like, says that she's got a strong pressure on her neck when Salen comes back safely, of course. She, and then she's like remembering, oh, there's like a person in school who hanged himself. And I feel like that's who the spirit is right now. Of course, while this is drama is unfolding, Gemma, uh, about where Gemma's like having this pressure on her neck, Salem disconnects entirely. And everyone's like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. But then Gemma's like, eh, eh, I was fucking with you guys. I don't have any problems whatsoever. I would just made that up. There wasn't even a guy in school. You know, it was just fake. I just did it, you know, to be dramatic. So everyone's arguing and kind of pissed off, especially, you know, Haley, because she's the one who invited Salem and wanted them all to be serious, but she, no one's taking it seriously, clearly. But if you need a reason to take it seriously, suddenly Haley's chair, like, kind of pushes her away. Uh, and it's very clearly not something Haley could have done herself, and there's nobody in the room with her. Uh, so that's kind of like the first time you see that something strange has occurred for real. Um, you know that that is not uh, a good sign. <laughs> so Haley like brings her laptop around to, like and points. I guess it's like a laptop. So she's pointing the laptop 
outwards. So the camera is facing outwards so that people on this call can all see like her dark hallway and shit. But there's like nothing there. And I can't remember what happens, but Caroline, another woman in the call, for some reason is looking around her house. I think she heard something. And she gets some time when she's like looking in the attic. She doesn't look herself. She just puts the laptop up into the attic space and turns it around slowly. And that's when the the other people in the call are like, oh, wait, we saw something. And it's like legs, dangling legs, like, you know, like someone was hung. It's not a good sign whatsoever. So um, things, it's that spooky as hell. Someone's glass breaks. So uh, Haley dramatically, she got to call Salem back. Hey, what's up? What's up? We need help. Um, So Salem's like, oh, my internet, you know, it's gone. I, you know, we got to call though. So they reveal a couple things. The one that that was a lie, I think, about uh, there being a a dead student who hung himself. But then Salem's like, oh, you guys should not have done that. You should not have made something up. Because now, basically, they've summoned a false spirit, which means that by making up a sort of character, any spirit of any type can come through and just sort of masquerade as a hanging victim. So it could be very, you know, something very evil, a demon, ooh, spooky. So they do their best because I think I get disconnected again from the call. Um, they try to, they all try to break the circle based on what Sam had said earlier, but that doesn't work. So Regina gets up looking for her short-term boyfriend. She doesn't see him anywhere and no one saw him walk by to leave. It's just an apartment. So where could he be, right? And uh, I think at some point Caroline had like sort of disconnected. And then we see her come back and it's just like her smashing her head into the keyboard, which is a total reference to Unfriended. The same exact thing happens in Unfriended. Someone's like smashing their face on the computer and everyone gets to see it. (laughs) So good. So I don't remember what this is, but Emma is walking around her apartment and she sees a floating mask, which is the one part of the movie that I really do not like. Because it's this stupid 3D image mask. And earlier, I think she had been using sort of zoom filters to do sort of goopy things on her face and whatnot. And so this kind of looks like a zoom filter thing, like a fictional thing you can like AR into your room. But it's clear that she is seeing it for real in her room, I think. And it's like, that is not terrifying in the least. A A freaking like... 3D polygonal mask? What? I don't understand why why they chose this. Because they have a much better effect that appears shortly thereafter where she sort of gets in the kitchen and slinging shit and she like throws salt or something down all over the floor so there's like heaps of salt everywhere. The good effect is when you see footprints appear in the salt on the ground despite the fact that there's no like foot. You know, you don't actually see a foot. You just see the footprint indent appearing and another and another. That is the good effect. That is all they needed. They didn't need some stupid 3D mask thing. Um, because I really hated that. But anyway, you know, so she's in trouble clearly because there's something in the room with her. And actually, I think it was her who does the head smashing. So excuse me. But anyway, Haley's pulled away into the darkness. You can't see anything. She's gone. So Gemma, because I believe she like lives like next door to Haley, runs over. Um, and Emma's just kind of all by herself. Teddy comes back into the call acting like a goofy person, but then he's like, where's everybody? And he's like, are you guys fucking with me? Like, why is no one here? Am I acting so scared? But uh, Teddy gets spooked. Uh, 
he sees, I think, a spooky face. And he hears the music box and his girlfriend is like lifted off the ground by nothing, you know, like nothing and flung. So he's just running for his life. But he is burned alive and that kind of happens on cam. So that's highly unfortunate. So Emma was one of the last people that we knew was still around because she's on the screen. Um, she sees a spirit when she throws a blanket over uh, empty space in her room and it fall and it falls such that, you know, there's like a body there underneath the blanket holding it up. So, oops. But anyway, she gets scared. She falls out her window and dies. Je At this point, Gemma breaks into Haley's house and we're there. She gets hit, but it appears, okay, Haley is still there. She was just hiding. So the two of them sort of walk into the room. They know that there's something in this in this building. And it kind of, they start, they get a camera because for whatever reason, Haley's really into Polaroids. <laughs> so she's taking photos with her Polaroid camera to sort of light up the room and see if there's anything there. And I think there is something there at sort of as they continue going at the end. But then... It ends because you get a prompt on screen. Hey, your Zoom one hour free call has ended. And that's basically the end of the movie. The whole film is, I think, an hour long. And I assume that's how long Zoom free calls or whatever are. So fits perfectly with that. I thought it was quite good uh, overall in the sense that it was fun and it fit so well in that one hour time frame. You know, there wasn't a lot of fluff, really. You just got to kind of know the characters and then get them right into their plight, which is fun. I'm not going to say I liked it as much as Unfriended. I liked Unfriended more. Uh, I don't know why. I just, I like, I got more into the characters, I think. And it was more original to me at that point, obviously, than now where I'm seeing something similar happen. Um, I don't know why everyone always uses Zoom or talks about it so much. It's not like it's the only video meeting application out there. There are many. Uh, but whatever, you know, do what you want. Zoom is certainly known, so it's probably an easy way to say, let's just use Zoom. I would recommend this movie because it's only an hour long. And if you've never seen Unfriended, this will probably, like, perk you up more than uh, it did me. Most likely, unless you think it's utterly stupid, which you may. But I thought it was fun in general. Um, I like the idea of we're already seeing horror movies about or related to quarantine because people are, I guess, making movies in it. One of the most interesting things I found out after watching this movie is that it was done fully in quarantine and respecting those boundaries. So um, every person in this movie was recording their own stuff by themselves. You know, they didn't have a crew or at least some other person uh, from the film team helping them out like in person. Anything would have been done remotely. And that includes they all each actress had to do her own stunts. And had to, like, learn through, you know, being taught by the filmmaker, of course, how to do those various tricks, like the stuff about making stuff fly around the room type of thing or whatever. They had to figure out all how to do that and do it themselves, basically, rather than having assistance. When normally, if they were in a film, they'd have to act around those sort of scenes and scenarios. So that's extra impressive to me because I thought the effects were quite nice. You know, just things of, oh, this stuff is suddenly like flying around, flying off the shelves, or this chair just knocked itself or pulled itself away, or this glass just broke out of nowhere. You know, all of that is quite well done, effective. It seems realistic for the most part, aside again from the 3D face floating in the air. Um, so I thought that was, you know, a good sign. Like, 
it must not be that hard to do these things. I don't know. But I really like that, that they all sort of managed it on their own to come together and make this cohesive film. It seems to be mostly well-regarded. The most things people say seem to be that, you know, it's similar to Unfriended in a sense. Not the same plot, but same contrivance of screen uh, being the whole thing that you see. And spirits coming and enacting revenge. But yeah, I'd say if you have Shudder, go ahead and watch it for sure. Um, If you don't have Shudder, I think there's maybe a 14-day free trial. I'm not sure. The only uh, caution I would give is if you're not in the United States, you might not have Shudder. Or you might have different uh, movies on it. And also that for some reason recently I've had trouble with Shudder. Um, like re- getting help from someone on the team. Um, I've heard things where people cannot unsubscribe or cannot resubscribe. So um, I would be a bit cautious, I guess, uh, if you do try. And which is a shame because I think Shutter is a really great service. I don't know what's going on. They don't have enough support. Maybe something to do with, you know, working remotely. Something's just not working right. I don't know. But um, overall, the service is great. I just feel like there's been, I've heard some people have trouble lately with the system. So uh, just a little caveat there. Anyway, uh, thank you for listening to this episode of All of Them Witches. We'll be back to do it all again in two weeks. If you would like to uh, suggest a movie to me or something, you could always hit me up on, I guess, Twitter, which would be at Marcus Boy, spelled M-A-R-C-U-S-B-O-I. And uh, you can let me know some movies you want to watch or if you like this movie or if you hated it. All good, you know, all opinions are valid. So uh, that's all for now. See you again soon.